All right, taking a look at what's going on, uh, the latest in the Russia-Ukraine situation. And of course, I mean, this story, as you know, continues to develop um, minute by minute. Uh, There's another round of talks going on today, negotiators for Russia and Ukraine holding new talks. Um, We're into the 19th day now. This is the third round of talks. And absolutely nothing has come of the first two. And I don't think anybody is expecting anything to come out of these. Actually, today is the fourth round of talks, to be honest with you. Um, Always hope, always hope that they're going to come to some kind of roadmap to progress. But at this point, I don't think anybody's holding their breath. Of course, there's now thoughts about what's going on with China. How does China fit into this? Because um, China and U.S. officials are meeting in Rome today to discuss the situation. And this comes on the heels of news over the weekend that Russia had reached out to China to request military equipment and some military support in their invasion. Uh, We know that the Russian economy closely tied to China's economy and, uh, you know, with all the sanctions that are in place on Russia now, could China be a lifeline in that regard? So that's going to be something to very closely watch as well. But if anything develops, we'll keep you up to speed on that, of course. In the meantime, uh, speaking of the economic situation, you know, they're severe, they're sweeping, they're unprecedented, you name it. There's been all kinds of descriptions of the list of sanctions that are being imposed on Russia right now. Uh, A lot of it aimed directly at the oligarchs, the elite. We keep hearing about that. Our prime minister has talked about that. Christian Freeland talked about that. Um, U.S. President Joe Biden targeting the elites. Why? What's the meaning? What's the hope there? We're going to chat now with Jason Garrett, who is an assistant professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Ottawa. Jason, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. No problem. Good morning. Yeah, when we take a look at these sanctions, they're, they're talking a lot about elites. We're targeting the elites, the oligarchs, as they're called. Um, why? What, what, what's the hope there by targeting the elite of Russian society? So the goal is to change the course of events. And the idea behind targeting the elites is to target people who are close to political power. And this is, you know, this is not unique to sanctions on Russia. This has been a principle behind sanctions uh, in a number of cases in the last decades. And if you want to change the course of events, if politics are the, the means of changing the course of events, then, you know, there has to be some something there for people in political power to react to, and to then, close to political power. And then to put pressure on political leadership to do whatever it is that you're hoping they'll do. Yeah, that's the idea. But it's a long game. It is, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Nothing happens quickly here. Um, when we take a look at, and as you mentioned, it's, it's been done before historically. I know you focused uh, in a recent piece in the conversation on, on this kind of a strategy that was used in Iran, right? Yeah, that's right. So um, with a couple of colleagues, we look closely at, uh, at this elite targeting in Iran. And now, obviously, the Russian case is different. Russian politics is different. But one lesson we can draw from Iran is that there was an attempt there as well to try to make sure that sanctions actually affected the economic interests of people who were in political power. Now, there we weren't looking at oligarchs. We were looking at um, the economic interests of the Revolutionary Guards, which is a a military-like organization, and the Supreme Leader, uh, Ali Khamenei. So there was some evidence that this was effective. It did do some of the things that they needed to have done. Well, effectiveness is is in sort of two (laughs) stages, right? What you want is, in the end, 
with the Iran situation to get to a deal at the negotiating table yeah. where Iran agreed to pull back on its nuclear program to put in constraints and have them monitored in return for sanctions relief. So in that sense, sanctions relief was kind of a carrot, and you want that carrot to be relevant for the people who are actually making the decisions about the nuclear program. And what we've observed, we tried to figure out whether, whether the carrot existed at all, because you often hear in sort of anecdotes, well, sanctions are all very, all very nice, but they're not really affecting the people who are in power. And so we just, you know, we took a look at the assets of these foundations, uh, essentially the economic interests that were associated to these two powerful uh, actors in Iranian society and, and watched what happened to those assets over time. That's the basic idea behind our own study. So it's really close monitoring of, of what, stock markets then, right? Yeah, in our case, we had to look at the stock market. So one tough thing in Russia, um, something that was tough in Iran, is that it's opaque. It's opaque what assets are, are there for these groups. It's opaque how much they're valued at. For example, there is a lot of real estate controlled by this foundation that uh, was close to the supreme leader of Iran. But what we were able to do is, is identify some of the assets of these two groups on the Iranian stock market. And so when you saw progress towards uh, sanctions relief in the diplomatic uh, negotiations, when you saw an interim deal, a final deal, what we observed is that you know asset values, the value of, of the wealth of these groups on the stock market, went up, which is if if what your goal is is to get a carrot that directly affects the elite groups, that's, that's what the sanctioners actually want. They want that incentive. So what we saw was the, you know, that financial incentive looked real. What we can't say is, when that, is whether that financial incentive was what led to the turning the, turning the corner, what, what really led to the decision being made to make a deal. What can this tell us about, I mean... That we're seeing the exact same levers pulled with regards to Russia. So, what can we learn from this in terms of you know we've tried this historically before? Uh, what can what lessons are there to be learned as we try and do this once again with Russia? I think there are a few. First is uh, a lesson that you honestly didn't need our study uh, to to think about, which is that this normally is a, is a long game, yep. as I mentioned. Sanctions uh, are imposed, they're tinkered with, uh, they're ratcheted up. Um, just before our conversation, you were mentioning the possibility the, of um, of uh, other countries. You mentioned China uh, potentially influencing how effective sanctions on Russia would be in the end. Well, that was a factor with with uh, with Iran as well. And and you know, getting it right can take a while. And you know, diplomatic negotiations in the case of Iran, from the first Security Council, uh, the first Security Council um, decision all the way to the final deal was, was years and years. So that's the first sort of obvious lesson. The second lesson is that if you want to know whether there's a financial incentive there, if you want to know whether, for example, in, in the case of Russia, uh, the sanctions on oligarchs and, and others who have economic and or political power in Russia actually matter to them, you know, you might want to watch what their situation is, how it evolves. You know, is, is, it, is it in the end just a question of, 
the revenues came from us and now they're coming from somewhere else? Is it a question of uh, the stock market crashed briefly but then gradually recovered as the economy adjusted to uh, a new reality? Is it a question of, of yachts being moved into equally comfortable locations elsewhere? Or is there a real hit? Is there a real incentive? Like, wow, you can imagine that the people, the people with influence really desire sanctions relief. That, I think, is, is not easy. It requires yeah. some pretty intensive monitoring. But I think that's the monitoring that if you want to think, you want to decide whether there's an incentive or not, that's the monitoring you have to do. Yeah, you got to stay on. You got to f- follow the progress. Hey, uh, one more question for you before I let you go. And I don't even. Uh, this isn't even part of the of the work that you're doing. I, I understand that, but sure. we we talk about you know they're targeting the elites, they're targeting the oligarchs, they're targeting the elites. But I mean, just this the trickle down, if you want to call it trickle down economics. Your average Russian is going to get hurt by this. I would think far more. Then some of these oligarchs, we see all the business leaving Russia. I mean, the the economy being frozen, essentially. You can't use an ATM. I mean, all these things. We talk about the elites, and that's what we keep wanting to hear. We're not targeting the Russian people, but the Russian people are really going to pay a price here. Yeah, I think I think it's hard to argue with that. And I think uh, there's lots of evidence that that also happened in Iran. So if the overarching goal is, like, we want to change the course of events, and, the you know, one of the ways of doing this is to try to give the elites some incentive. The problem is that, you know, it seems to be believed for Russia, and it certainly turned out to be believed for Iran, that if you can't do that without without taking sort of really blunt instruments and whacking an economy with them, you're inevitably going to affect other people as well. You know, whether whether in sort of dollar terms you're going to be affecting them buy more is one question. But when a lot of people have just, you know, are, are much more on the border between uh, between getting by and not getting by, um, you can imagine that uh, that even a hit way less severe than what we're seeing in Russia right now is, is going to put them over the edge. So I think, you know, targeting is targeting is about getting an incentive there for the elite. But as you're saying, it doesn't mean that uh, that there's not going to be significant sure. blowback for a lot of other people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great discussion, Jason. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate your insight. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. That's Jason Garrett, who is an assistant professor at the Department of Economics, University of Ottawa.